Jacob. And I'm Jenna. And we, we love Jesus. Jesus. You're probably wondering why it says duck. Well, maybe this is for another day. Maybe, maybe later in the show. <laughs> A little Just bit about ourselves. Keep the duck in mind. Don't forget the duck. <laughs> Ever. I don't. Well, a little bit about us. We are married. Me and him. Jenna and Jacob. Um, I am... We, we've been married since July. Amazed that she chose me. <laughs> <laughs> And still chooses me. Every day. Every day. Every day. Um, yeah, we've been married eight months. Um, what else? Would you like to share something about yourself? Um, well, we both grew up in the church. And um, very blessed to be that way. I, um, we're both from Utah. We love the gospel so much, and um, one thing, a little bit about me, I'm 19 years old, so I am pretty young, but I wanted to serve a mission um, before I married Jacob, and I was pretty mad when Heavenly Father um, told me to get married to Jacob because I really, really wanted to serve a mission. And so I was kind of just, there's an inner conflict about me um, g getting married and not going on a mission. And I figured out that my mission is to be an everyday missionary and is to share my testimony through social media and just through the way I live life. And one of my biggest mantras is love God, love people. And if I do that, then I will have a good life. And that is the main things about th this gospel. So I'm excited to just dive deep into that aspect of it. Yeah, I, that's what I love about, about you. It's just your simple uh, goodness, because I, I can complicate everything. Yeah. Um, but I also love looking for the simple principles that are very empowering um, to help us get you know good outcomes in our lives. I love recognizing that you know life actually does make sense. Like in in many ways, life actually is fair because of cause and effect. Like if we if we want certain outcomes in our lives, there's there's choices that we can make that will help us get those outcomes. I love to learn about uh, those principles. Um, and it kind of started in high school for me when I uh, just really started developing my worldview and reading and writing and discussing ideas. And, and then I started a project interviewing my teachers and I was like, whoa, you know, I can learn from other people's life experiences. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just cool to me to recognize that like we all, end up in the end hopefully you know learning learning the lessons of life you know learning the the things you know like when you hear old people like they say oh you'll learn that eventually or, or when you get older you'll learn this and this it's like there are lessons that we all eventually can learn but 
if we're smart, we can <laughs> we can learn a little faster. And, yeah, and not go through the consequences of not learning. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. We can either learn with the school of hard knocks or learn from those who have figured it out. Yeah. Um, so when were you converted to the gospel? Was there like a pivotal point in your life that you were converted? You know, I've, for me it was more gradual. Um, I, I grew up going to church and I didn't realize it as a young child, but my parents would have been considered less active. And I didn't get baptized until I was 13. That blew my mind because he's the most spiritual person I know. So when I learned that he um, didn't get baptized until he was 13, I honestly didn't believe him. <laughs> I was like, that is, but I'm, I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. <laughs> when you said spiritual, I wanted to say, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think my testimony kind of grew gradually. Um, I was blessed with uh, the opportunity to have great leaders and youth leaders and, and good examples to me um, growing up. But definitely um, for me, I think probably for both of us, it's kind of a miracle that we stayed active in the church. Um, and I, I totally understand um, why some people would struggle to stay active in the church because it's not easy to like see the gospel standards and principles and see our own imperfections and inability to live up to those things that we're told that we're supposed to do it kind of feels daunting you know sometimes our first inclination is to like just think that we have to do it all on our own and we have to be perfect right now and if we're not then we're yeah not good enough or something yeah which is not true and yeah yeah i think we live in that kind of culture right now which is sad but getting better getting better it is getting better it is how about you what's uh when were you converted um I really feel like it was, I mean, kind of, it was gradual, but I've had, like, pivotal points in my life that I'm like, yes, I am converted to this gospel, and I know it's true, and I think a big part of it was seminary. Like, I would go to seminary, and I would just love it. It was my favorite, like, class ever. <laughs> Because I would laugh, I would feel good, I would feel the spirit, and I would learn about Jesus. And those things are perfect for me. I love to laugh, love to learn about Jesus, and love to feel the spirit. And so, lots of, of that, but, um, yeah, I think seminary is a huge, huge part of my conversion. And um, I also think... Not to get deep on the first episode, but um, the sins I've committed also has taught me about Jesus Christ and who he is and how he does save me and that I cannot overcome the things I can overcome without him. And um, 
those, I don't know, just those sins have taught me who Jesus Christ really is and that helps me be converted. So. I had a, like an experience, like, cause for me it was hard getting out into the mission field. Well, I honestly, I felt like I was behind well, he also in everything. didn't serve a mission until you were 22? Yeah, at 21. 21. Wait. Did huh? the math. <laughs> I'm lost. No, I was 21 when I finally got out in the mission field. And, and where did you go? I went to Argentina and then um, Missouri. Um, so Cordoba, Argentina, and mm -hmm. Independence, Missouri. COVID happened love covid half and half right in the middle of my mission <laughs> so um but i always felt like i was behind growing up like i was you know baptized not until i was 13 so i was in primary forever it's <laughs> <laughs> like the big kid in primary <laughs> not really they had me start going to the deacon's quorum and stuff but i wasn't wasn't you know ordained yet um and then i, I you know just struggled as a teenager and had some worthiness challenges um, with like pornography and um, just sexuality and stuff and and I was honest uh, you know I was straightforward with the bishop and and uh, so I was always behind uh, I felt like you know I was behind to be a deacon I was behind to be a priest I mean a teacher and a priest and then it took me forever to go out on the mission Oh, sorry, just to interject, like, how did that make you feel? Like, how did that affect you? You know, for a long time, I mean, not really the worthiness part, but just getting along with the other members of the quorum, I felt like, it, I always felt like I was being judged and stuff, mm -hmm. and I didn't really feel like I fit in. Um, but I will say that when I finally started reading the scriptures on my own, I think the bishop, one of the bishops gave us like a Book of Mormon study challenge. And I actually started reading on my own. And I feel like that's when the tables kind of turned for me. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I actually had something to contribute. And I felt like I had something valuable to contribute. And at that point, I didn't really care what other people thought. Um, I, I was there for a reason. You know, I was there for the gospel. And obviously, I mean, my reasons weren't perfect as a 13-year-old, but yeah, it was, it was enough to keep me going and keep me wanting more and growing and learning. And so I think that personal testimony and also just my own prayers and helped me uh, keep, keep trying, you know, keep going back and keep, um, keep at it until... That's good. Yeah. And now, you know, I look at it, I'm like, well, that's the same journey we're all on. It really is. And I don't think we should compare ourselves to other people and, their, and what they're doing and then where they are in their journey because they, we really don't know their journey. Yeah. And honestly, probably some of the other boys just lied. <laughs> too. I'm just guessing, but I, I think, you know, it's hard to hard to fess up to those kind of challenges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, about your mission. What were you going to say about your mission? Oh, I don't know. 
just it left, that. It left the chat. Uh, just that I just always felt behind <laughs> on stuff. And, yeah. But it was good. Oh, yeah. Like, how did it make me feel, like, during that time? Yeah, I was... Um, I felt like the challenge was very hard. Um, it was very hard to want to keep trying to change myself mm-hmm. to live up to the gospel standards. Because, I mean, we think of things like, you know, God, he, he loves us unconditionally. But when you, I mean, your ability to, like, receive blessings in the church, like going to the temple and stuff, is dependent on your ability to keep certain standards. And then you're not able to live up to those standards, even though you want to. That's really challenging. Like, yeah. that that was a big test for me. Um is it you know that's a test and i think that i learned so much about the savior's grace um during that time like i i was actually my sister was getting set apart to serve as a missionary and i was there in the room and they invited me to um join the circle and i felt the spirit whispered me because i didn't feel necessarily worthy at that time Mm -hmm. um but i felt the spirit whisper to me that um, yeah, you can join too. And, and at that moment, I realized that God really cares so much more about the condition of our heart yeah. than he does yeah. about um, our ability. Yeah. And his grace is what helps us to live up to his, his standards, the not, standards, not just ourselves. Mm-hmm. And my brother. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> You married your brother? No, that's awkward. No, I didn't. Actually, you did, because we're all brothers and sisters. <laughs> well, this is awkward. <laughs> we're all committing incest. Okay, to kind of change the subject. <laughs> Just think about it. <laughs> oh, oh, Jacob, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> um, yeah. I guess also another thing was COVID for me really helped me be converted and also Christian music. Love Christian music. To listen to that all day. King and Country. King and Country. Um, Zach Williams, I think is his name. Or If you don't like Christian music, nothing against you. Nothing That's against fine. you. That's fine. That's fine. I warmed we up to it. You. I still love you. Thanks. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, like, I... I love Christian music. And when I found Christian music, that's when the fire started burning in my bosom. And I loved it. And And that was during COVID. And I learned so many things. I feel like my priorities were... straightened and I was spending time with family I was reading my scriptures and this is all when I was a junior in high school and so that was kind of the fire that started building up inside of me and wanting to serve a mission and stuff like that but yeah um so this is us we do have a duck we do that's that's why it's called intro duck we have a little duck, but we don't know his name yet. I think his name is Gerald when 
right? Mm-hmm. This is Gerald. But I hide this duck. This is a this is a fun activity we do as a newlywed couple. I hide the duck, and then Jacob tries to find it. <laughs> For those listening on uh, on the podcast, it's like a half inch plastic <laughs> duck. Well, we'll take a picture of it and we'll put it as the cover photo of the episode. But she hides it, and then at a random place in the house, and if I don't find it after what like six days no, or six was, weeks, I think it was two weeks. Anyways, she might give me a clue. Yeah. Um, but then when I find it, I always record a video of the exact, like, <laughs> how I found it. <laughs> so on our YouTube channel, because we're going to have a YouTube channel to post videos and stuff like that, um, we're also going to share the duck. I found the duck! <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says every time. But that's a that's a fun little little thing about us um yeah we i think just ending with our testimonies like we haven't been doing that but jacob you want to start yeah i just i do know that the church is true and um for those of you listening that you know don't have that testimony or or maybe um have struggled with that i just want you to know that I am a real person um, and I, I do have real experiences and I I really actually I was very um, cynical about uh, the claim that the church is, is like I don't know that it was like the embodiment of all truth you know and but that was actually something I really loved that the church taught that we believe in all truth, no matter where it comes from. And and in my mind, it was like, I didn't care if it was the church or something else, but I wanted to find truth. And I wanted to find out how all truth goes together, you know, and, and form a model of life that like actually matches up with reality you know, so that I can make better choices. And, and I had that desire, you know, as a teenager. Um, and so it was just, for me, it was just a pleasant surprise. And it's been a continually, uh, I'm continually pleasantly surprised to find how good and how true uh, and how wonderful is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and that beautiful narrative and story, uh, which also happens to be a true story, which is a story of our lives, a story of our salvation, and the story of our Savior, um, that we are children of God, and that He loves us, and that He, uh, that life has meaning, um, and that we we can become um, so much more than anything that we know. Amen. Uh, I want to say like I like to bear my testimony. You know, this church is true. But I'm not going to do that, <laughs> just from habit. But I know that this church is true, and I know that um, Jesus Christ lives. And I know that we have a living prophet here on the earth, and I know that Joseph Smith restored the gospel. And um, I promise you, um, 
if you read the Book of Mormon and if you truly pray about it, that to ask if it's true, you'll get an answer. And um, I invite you, if you haven't read the Book of Mormon yet, please, please do open it. Open it up and start reading it because that is my most prized possession. And I am grateful for this gospel knowledge that I have that I know that I will see my lost family again, the family that has passed away again. And I am so grateful for temples and being able to to be sealed to my one and only, my Jacob, for time and all eternity, that he's my eternal partner through through everything. And I just know this to be true, and I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. By the way, Jenna is not an orphan. No, I'm not. But she did lose her grandpa recently. I did, I did lose my grandpa recently. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Um, next episode, we are going to be talking about mental health and the gospel. That one is very important, so tune in. I'm so excited. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.